Welcome to the Kenza Pod. Kenza Collective is a platform designed to inspire and support parents who work as independent contractors. We are a community of like-minded parents united in our vision that career and parenthood can exist in harmony. So whether you're thinking of taking the leap into freelancing, you're a seasoned freelancer looking to learn more about how to run your business, or you're anything in between, we welcome you. Together, let's reinvent what it means to be a working parent. My name is Tiffany Jones. I am the founder of Kenza Collective, and I am so excited that you're here with us today. Hey there, in this episode of the Kenza Pod, it's just me, Tiffany, bringing you three tips for being as productive as you possibly can while being a freelancing parent. So right before I went out on my own, I was the producer at a very busy graphic and web design and development agency. I managed three designers, three developers, a copywriter, plus I worked closely with our owner and creative director with writing proposals, setting up and refining our team's processes, and just overall ensuring an excellent client experience. I was the primary contact for our clients and I made sure that everyone's expectations were aligned and that our deadlines and promises were met. At highest count, I had 15 projects spinning, everything from smaller branding projects to complex custom apps, marketing websites, and everything in between. Oh, and did I mention that we did all of that on a four-day, 32-hour work week? It was pretty intense looking back, but to be honest, I really liked it. It was a nice challenge for me. The reason I'm telling you this is that in order for me to be successful juggling all of that without losing my mind, I had to have some very intentional and streamlined systems and project management tools to really make it. If I had 15 minutes to squeeze something in, I needed to know exactly what I had to get done and not waste time spinning my wheels on stuff that didn't matter or that could wait until later. I had to become a master prioritizer, and most importantly, I had to remain flexible and open to changing plans to make it all work. This is the exact mentality it takes to be able to juggle freelancing while parenting, especially with limited childcare. A lot of what I learned running that agency is what I want to teach you. I've been able to translate my project and client management skills directly into my own freelancing business, and it has made an incredible difference for me. This is the stuff I'll be diving into in my three-part course that's coming out in a month or so. So if you're interested in hearing about when this is available, please head to kenzacollective.com and sign up on our email list. So today I want to talk to you about the top three things that I do each week to help me squeeze out as much productivity out of my day and of my week as I can. If I have an unexpected 15 minute window of time, I know that I can sit down and know exactly what to work on next. Or sometimes a great example is my husband will take um, our daughter and dog for a walk and it's about a 40 minute loop in the neighborhood that they go do. When that happens, I get so excited because I know I can sit down, look at my to-do list and immediately get to work. These pockets of time are key for you. And when utilized properly throughout the week, they really do add up and they are what really allow me to get it all done. But to be able to do this, you need to start with a plan. The three things I want to share with you today are number one, be ready. Number two, ignore everything. And number three, get through what you can, then let it go. Number one, be ready. 
It's crucial that when you sit down to work, you're able to get right to it. You're not sitting there wasting time figuring out what you need to do. You don't question what the priority is. You're ready to just get to it. And in order to do this, you need to make it a habit to have a plan ahead of time. This is a must when you're a busy parent with a million things on your mind. As you may have heard me talk about in the past, I like to do as much as I can to get ahead of what I call preventable stress. This is the type of stress that can be lessened or prevented altogether if you simply sit down and think through how things might play out and make a plan for yourself ahead of time. Of course, keep in mind your plan will need to shift and change as the week plays out, but if you have a plan or framework that you're at least starting from, you're going to be a lot more in control of your time and energy, and it will be a lot easier to just move pieces around here and there versus reinventing the plan every single day. So here's the way, um, here's some of the ways that I make sure I'm ready when I get to sit down and work. Every Sunday night, I sit down and I make a plan for my week. This is just a habit you need to do, and it doesn't have to be Sunday. It could be at the end of your week on Friday, you make a plan for the next week, you do it on Saturday, whatever works for you. The goal is that by the time, if you start your work week on Monday, but whenever you start your work week, you're ready and you have a plan that is set up and ready to go for you ahead of time. So for me, it's Sunday. So Sunday evenings, I sit down and I just look at what's coming up for myself for the week. I use an Asana board to do this. Asana is a project management tool. You can use a simple spreadsheet, whatever works for you. It doesn't really matter. It's really the concept here that I want to explain to you. And then you can take this and use whatever works for you. So I have six task lists that I cycle through each week. The first task list is called this week's milestones. And the other five lists are for each day of the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, because those are the days that I work. And I know that Fridays, my husband and I are juggling childcare, so I have less actual time to get work done. So I make sure to keep that in mind as I'm planning out the week. So what I do is I start by identifying the milestones that I have to accomplish that week. They can be small, like I need to invoice this particular client, or I want to release this blog post, or I need to finish all the deliverables for this project because we're wrapping up this week. Whatever it is, what I'm trying to get at are what are the things that have to get done this week in in terms of your work life? What is a non-negotiable? Those are the things that have to get done. And it doesn't need to be a huge list. Sometimes there's just one main milestone that you know you need to get done that week and you need to focus all your energy and time on that. Maybe it's a couple of things. Maybe it's a couple of personal business goals. Like maybe you need to get your estimated tax checkout. Like that is a non-negotiable. You have to do that. So just start with identifying those. Next, you want to start to understand an accurate representation of the time that you actually have for the week. So to do this, you need to understand everything you have going on, including meetings, appointments, and other obligations outside of just a simple task list. So what I like to do is I open up my calendar and I have my Asana board open and I go through each day and I write in all caps when I have a meeting. So for example, on Monday, I'll write down 10 a.m. call with XYZ. And that is just another task on my task list. So that what this is doing is helping me to see the actual time that I have to get work done. So for example, if I have three hours of calls on Monday and I only have three hours of solid childcare that day, well, then I'm not going to be able to get anything else done, which means that if I'm looking at the rest of my week and I'm looking at the things that my must-haves, my milestones for the week, Monday is out because I'm in meetings all day. 
The other thing that this tells me is that if it's Sunday night and I'm starting with calls first thing in the morning, am I ready for those calls? Do I need to do something now to get ready for those? So it just starts to help you think through and see what's coming. And this part of the process is really important because when you're not being realistic with the time you actually have to get work done, it's really easy to um, set yourself up for failure, to book tasks for yourself that you actually don't have time to do. And all that information is right there in front of you. And if you can just learn how to see that and integrate it all together, you're going to find a lot more success as you move through your day to day. Once you have your milestones laid out, your meetings and your appointments are filled in, now you can accurately, as accurately as you can, go through each day and fill in the tasks that you need to do, working to prioritize the tasks you need to do in order to hit your milestones. Don't forget to add things in like check emails or craft an email to this client about this thing or schedule social media posts for the week. These tasks are kind of tricky because, and sneaky is maybe a better word, because they can kind of sneak up on you. You know, you may have this beautiful plan for the day of, okay, I'm going to do these three things, then I have a meeting, then I'm going to do this other thing, and then I'm going to wrap up my work for the day. But if you haven't been intentional intentional about adding check emails to that list, you're going to sit down and check your emails, and sure enough, an hour is going to go by, and now your whole plan for the day is blown. So add those things in there. Don't let that sneak up on you. Usually the way that this starts to play out is that on a Sunday night, I've identified my must-haves for the week. I've noted all my meetings and appointments. And then the first one or two days of the week are pretty detailed, pretty detailed plans as to what I need to get done that day and kind of the order I'm going to get things done in. As the week goes on, as I look at Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, it's maybe a little bit more loosey-goosey because I know that things are going to shift and change in those first couple of days and I'm going to need to rearrange things. Really what the goal is, again, going back to what I said just a little bit ago, is that when you sit down to work on that Monday morning, you have your list there and ready for you so you can get right to it. Okay, so now you kind of have a framework of your plan for the week, you know the must-haves, you know the meetings that you have going on, you've added in stuff like checking in your checking your emails or prepping for a meeting or scheduling social media or any of those kind of housekeeping items that you need to do, you've added those in. So you have a really good idea of what your week looks like. One thing that you may notice, and this is another really important part of this whole thing, is you're going to be able to see things coming. You're going to be able to see a crazy day coming. You're going to see that, oh my gosh, Tuesday, not only do I have three back-to-back meetings, but I also have a presentation and then I also need to get this proposal out all in this one day. Okay, now you see that coming. It's only Sunday. You can make a plan for that. Maybe you need more time on Monday. Maybe you need to move a meeting around. Maybe you need to work with your partner to arrange some more childcare. Maybe Monday night you're going to have to skip watching Netflix and get some stuff done to get out ahead of it. Whatever it is you need to do, the point is now you know and you don't have to be thrown right into the middle of a crazy day trying to figure it out and stressed out about it. You can see it coming and you can make a plan for it. You can shift things around. That's the point of this whole thing. The point is to be realistic and understand what you're actually trying to get done and is that realistic for your week? And if not, what can you do to make your week not so crazy? So now that you have your plan for for the week kind of laid out, you're fine. Now you can be done. It shouldn't, doesn't need to take you too long. 
Um, and then what you'll want to do at the end of each day, usually I do this um, after I put my daughter down to bed. I just come right to my computer. I kind of regroup, think about how the day went, look at my list for the day, see what I can check off um, and see what needs to get moved to the next day or maybe something just got deprioritized and can go to next week. Sometimes I do have another list that you can call the backlog or next week, or you can call it some other thing where you can just shove tasks that you need to get to. You don't want to forget, but that you're just not going to get done that week. Anyway, the point is sit down and make a plan for the next day. And you're going to keep doing this every day and you're going to get into the habit of this. And this is going to allow you to go to bed feeling really good. You'll, you know that you got stuff done for the day. You know what your must haves are for the week and that you're working towards that. And you can relax because you have a plan. So key takeaways of this first point, which I know got a little bit long, but the first point is to be ready. And in order to be ready, you need to have a plan. And in order to have a plan, you need to be realistic with the time that you actually have. And in order to be realistic, you need to make sure that everything going on, appointments or phone calls or something you need to do is all kind of integrated into the work you also need to get done. So if you get nothing else from this podcast, other than you sit down at the end of your day and you make a plan for the next day, I will be very, very happy. And I think you will be too. But just like any habit, it takes practice, set a reminder on your phone, do what you got to do. Trust me, this is going to make a huge difference for you. Step two, ignore everything. This one is really hard for me. It's gotten better. It's taken practice and discipline, but in the beginning, it was really hard. So what I'm talking about here is if you have a window of time to get uninterrupted work done, whether that's 10 minutes or two hours, you need to ignore everything around you. Ignore the dirty dishes, the toys scattered around, the unmade beds, everything. Ignore it all. Because this time is so precious. This is the time where you need to sit down, focus, and get your work done. Like I said, this was really hard for me in the beginning. As you can imagine, I enjoy having a very you know tidy house, a place for everything, everything in its place, that type of thing. I've gotten much better now that I have a toddler. But um, I had to change this about myself because it wasn't working. As soon as um, we would send Mackenzie off with her nanny... I would start doing dishes and cleaning up the house, maybe catching up on chores. And that doesn't work. You're cutting into that precious, precious work time that you have. So ignore it. Just put blinders on. You can do this. I used to tell myself that, oh, but I just, I need to clean up. I can't work with all this around me. You got to get over it. Quit telling yourself that. I had to quit telling myself that. I can get work done with dishes in the sink. It doesn't matter. So I think that's all I need to say about that. But ignore everything. And the other part of this too is other than just in your house, um, ignore stuff on your computer. Don't be afraid to turn off notifications, quit out of your email, uh, uh, log out of social media, put your phone, turn your phone screen over so you're not distracted by notifications popping up. We ain't got time for distractions when we have milestones to hit for the week and a very limited amount of time to accomplish those milestones. Work on developing the discipline of letting the mess go, letting the notifications go, ignore everything, focus on your list and get to work. Now, the third and final tip here is get through what you can and then let it go. Now, this is perhaps the most important one of all. You've prepared by making a plan for the week and for your day. 
You've prioritized yourself so that you're working on the most important items first. You've ignored everything, turned off your notifications. You're doing great. And a curveball comes. Your child isn't napping and they need you. Or your partner lands a really important business call that they really need to take, which means you're on parenting duty unexpectedly. This stuff's going to happen. It's okay. Expect it to happen. Don't be thrown off by it. It's all right. Look at your plan and just make a new plan. If your partner needs to take that super important call and your plan for the day just got blown up, take a deep breath, look at your list, see what the tasks that are on your list that are musts because they're helping to feed that, that must do list and anything else that can be let go, just let it go. Move it to the next day, move it to your backlog or later on that night, take a deep breath again and reprioritize. This is the beauty and the freedom that comes from freelancing. You get to decide how all of this works and flows. You get to be flexible and know that your family comes first. Your partner may need that favor today. And guess what? You're going to need that favor next week or the week after. It's a give and a take. So do what you can, then let it go. So to summarize, the three productivity hacks are to number one, be ready. You're ready because you have a plan. Number two, ignore everything. Don't get distracted. And number three, get through what you can and then let it go. Sometimes when my week is just kind of going to shit and I feel really stressed about getting it all done, I like to remind myself that I have felt this way before and yet here I am. I have always gotten through it. It all works out. I also like to remind myself and tell myself I am doing my best. There is nothing more that I can do other than do my best. And I encourage you to just have grace for yourself. You know, if you've had a crazy week at the end of the week or at the end of the day, yes, take a moment to reflect and see if there's something you could have gotten ahead of or that you could do better with next time. Or if there's an area you're just not being realistic about. And then just let it go. Go give your kids a hug and a kiss and relax. It's all good. It's going to work out. You will get better at this. You will get it all done. You can do it. So I hope this was helpful for you. Again, if you're interested in more in-depth teaching about all of this, please check out our website, kenzacollective.com. Sign up for our newsletter so you can be the first to know when my course is out and when other really awesome resources that I'm putting out are coming out. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at Kenza Collective and be sure to let us know any feedback or questions you may have. We are always happy to pivot our content calendar and rearrange it based on what you're asking and what you're needing. Have a great day. Go plan out your week and I will talk to you next time.